Hey, this is Bez Stone. And this is Freya Dietrich. And welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast. Hello, Infinite Relators. Hello, welcome back. We're excited to be here. I'm uh, excited to be here. She, she's excited. <laughs> I'm, Bez is excited. Freya, I feel like I'm often a little tender and yeah. cautious. But mm-hmm. also, this is like, this is why we do this. Yep. Because it's it's real and it's um even though we have all these tools and all these principles of infinite relating we have all of this programming and everything in our nervous system like my nervous system is responding to my relationships before my prefrontal cortex ever Mm. even knows what hits it so yeah that's what i've been experiencing a lot um in the last couple weeks i think is just yeah that uh those patterns those nervous system patterns totally yeah we talk a lot about with just with each other throughout the week about how like when we're in that nervous system activation place whether you call it you know being triggered or being activated or ruffled you know like something's going on where Mm -hmm. maybe some habituated patterns have kicked in or memories are stirred and you know we're we're reacting sort of we're I don't want to say overreacting because that sounds judgmental and I feel right. like overreaction has a really like bad you know name right. to it like oh you're overreacting but I think that for me what I've learned is that when I'm am in a triggered state um or even like mildly triggered or activated let's say it is because there's something from the past that I'm also reliving that's adding so that's yeah. what I mean by overreacting is I'm not just reacting appropriately to the current moment I'm like remembering being in seventh grade and being rejected <laughs> by my first that's boyfriend what I'm, I'm thinking which like, was traumatic uh, for me yeah. oh my god I don't think I've ever told you that story no I don't think you have my first boyfriend okay it was for like 18 hours oh, I was really in seventh cute. grade I was one of, I was like a very loud outgoing chubby middle schooler that was not like stereotypically attractive oh. to anybody at that time or I don't know at least not not the that way your... that like the popular girls were. Right. And um yeah there was this guy who I had a massive crush on and my friend called him to ask him out cuz that's how As it went do in, in junior high. Yeah, yeah at least <laughs> in our time. He said yes and I was just like no way. I was just beyond myself cuz I I just, you know, I don't know. My self-esteem was low. And I think being an overweight teenager is really, it's really hard. Um, Just all the body image stuff. And I, he said yes. And I couldn't believe it. And we talked on the phone and I just went to sleep being like, I have a boyfriend. I have a boyfriend. Like, and this is so perfect for infinite relating. I felt like I had attained some magical thing, you know, some magical. The thing that women are supposed to attain to give themselves value from the time we barely even are Exactly. Yep, exactly. I was like, wow, I made it, you know. Oh, my God. And then the next day, this is so awful, (laughs) the next day at lunch, his best friend came up to me and said, his name was Cyrus, Cyrus was just kidding last night. Like, who would ever want to be with you? Oh, my God. It was brutal. Like, brutal. (laughs) And I was just like, I mean, that was, God, I mean, I'm kind of just speaking about like kind of lightly now, but that was like, it like destroyed me for like 10 minutes maybe. Mm. And then some part of me came in to like wall it off and just be like, whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. And, but what I've noticed is that that coupled with childhood, whatever dad issues, you know, like for a long time, I had a really hard time. God, it's giving me this like yucky feeling inside just talking about this. This is a totally unexpected. I love this, yeah. but it's real. I feel yeah. it in my chest. Listen, yeah, yeah it's... I had a really hard time believing that a guy was not was actually interested in me, and that I had that kind of value, like sexual value or attractiveness as a woman or a person. Um, yeah, and really like, yeah, trusting that when someone said they liked me, that they meant it. You know, because I would go back to that experience of just like, and I think it was, and this is a real real tear-jerking, like, heart-triggering moment that happens for me with other people, too, especially with children. There's, like, this absolute innocence of a child or a teenager mm. or even a young part of me or an adult, you know, yeah. where you're just, like, wide open or I'm just wide open. I'm like, oh, my God, like, I have the thing I wanted and I'm in love yeah. and, like, I'm so... I'm just, like, so wide open to this person and went in that, like, innocent, activated state. And I've even had it, you know, as an adult, I remember or I was a teenager and I was a really wild teenager and I was in college and failing a bunch of classes, doing a lot of drugs. And 
I told, I was like, I'm going to go to India. That's what I need. I need to drop out of school and go to India and just like find my shit, you know, like get my shit back and like go to some ashram and just like, I was so excited. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, this is my plan. I'm so pumped. And I remember telling my parents and just for some reason, assuming they would be happy about that plan. Mm, I love it. And having that same crushing feeling of like, oh my God, I thought this was a great idea. And now. So anyway, yeah, that openness. Why did we start talking about this? Um, the wound. Oh, because we're <laughs> oh, overreacting. Yeah, we're but right. we're not. We're appropriately, for the first time, maybe right. appropriately reacting to this original wound, right? That you had to shut down, right? Totally to, to save face at that time. You right. didn't have other tools. You didn't have other resources. Right. You just right. Yeah, That's we're now. It's there. like yeah we're getting to a space where maybe it is safe to actually feel that original wound right. fully for the right. first time. So Right, and have it be on... And the difficult part, right, is that when we're in these modern adult states, that when some kind of rejection happens, I have that same, like, collapse and just, like, shocked feeling that was, like, the first... Maybe one of the first times I remember feeling it was back then. Yeah, and that, that awareness of, like... It's dangerous to be open, mm. right? Like we want, like that feeling of being open, that yes, that being seen. It's like it's it's like one of the, it's like what we live for. It's what I live for. Like mm. being able to just really be unguarded. Yeah, and then to to be hurt in that space, it it, it really like messes with my perception of reality because then mm. I'm like, oh, I wasn't safe. It isn't okay, and and I think the shift now that I'm feeling, cause I do still, I want that open hearted space. I want to just like completely sur- surrender to what is and, and to have that like really open sensation. And I think now the story is not that I won't get hurt, but that, um, when I'm eventually <laughs> inevitably hurt for right. some reason, like, you know, because time or like, there's just yeah. nothing is forever, but, but now trusting my resilience and trusting my, I'm resourced and trusting in yeah. my community. And like, that not that I can get through it. Like right. it's, it's, I can get through it, and it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it to have that full experience. Mm, right. I don't want to walk around protected and guarded all the time yeah. anymore. I did. I mean, I did a really good job for many, many years, and yeah. it did keep me safe. But it yeah. also prevented me from many sensations and experiences totally. that I really want to have. Yeah, and I remember we were talking about that this week too, based on things going on for both of us and both of our lives about how, you know, like if it were if it were hypothetically okay for people to be upset, scared, mad, disappointed, um, you know, yeah. any of those states, including me, if it were okay for me and others to feel that way, how different would life be? You know, oh how different gosh. would I approach relationship transitions or delivering news to someone about a change that I need to make in, you know, my availability that they don't like or in a job transition or, you know, anything like that, even if it's not an intimate relationship, how, how, like when, you know, part of why I get fucked up in those places is thinking this, believing the thought that people aren't supposed to be uncomfortable. I'm not supposed to be uncomfortable. People shouldn't be disappointed or mad at me. It's my job to prevent people from being mad at me. Um, it's my job to prevent myself from feeling pain, you know, like that when it's okay to be uncomfortable and it's okay for it to be awkward and it's, it's, it's normal. It's like, there's no way to actually avoid that. Then, you know, it doesn't give us permission or me at least permission to then treat anyone poorly or to not be in line with my integrity as much as I can or in line with my values as much as I can. But it does help me release a little bit of my codependency. That's like, this this normal human experience shouldn't be happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that we were talking before we started recording is like trusting the resilience, trusting mm-hmm. the resilience of myself and trusting the resilience of others. Like, yeah. like I know it's okay if I disappoint someone because they're, they're going to be okay. They have their own resources. They right. have their own. And I was just like listening thinking, oh my God, how different would life be if we could go to school, we could go to work, we could go to like all the realms of our of our life experience and not have to pretend that we're good and positive and having an experience. Like I think of like some of the biggest challenges in my life right now are going to work and having to pretend I'm okay. And like the, the most common question people ask, like is the small talk is how are you? Right. And I want to, I want to say like, I'm, I'm having a really hard time, Yeah. but then, you know, but we don't, we can't, but I'm like, my, my day would be so much easier if I could just be authentic to that experience that I'm having. I say that. 
I say it at, like, in our community, I'll yeah. say it. And at dance, I'll say it. Mm. At work, because it's still very right. like, customer service oriented. Right. Oh, yeah. like a customer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Right. I mean, I can practice. I could try. Right. Be like, I say uh, it as a customer. Like, at Trader Joe's or whatever, they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, shitty. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and Trader Joe's... <laughs> It's, they're, it's a special place. It Those are special, special people. I feel like they're all, yeah. they must have, like, therapy They've experience. Got They've got mm-hmm. something. Yeah. I always feel like I can be real with them there. Yeah. That's so <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> I've said that before. When I'm having a bad day, I just need to go to Trader Joe's. I mean, it's a nightmare getting to the line, but right. they're, they're always, like, so deeply present. They are. Yeah. I remember, this is so random, but one of my favorite Trader Joe's moments was I love blueberries. And I buy blueberries in the summer at Trader Joe's because they're really cheap. And I remember one time I had my blueberries and maybe my kid in tow or something, and I dropped them right uh, at the threshold of the store. So the sliding doors opened, oh no. and the blueberries spilled everywhere. And I was like, fuck, I'd already paid for them. And they were like, oh, let me get you. A, here's a new one. Wow. And so then I actually asked the guy, this is how much of a dork I am. I was like, at what point in the parking lot would you not replenish my blueberries anymore if I dropped them? <laughs> Like, if I'm 10 feet out of it, I was like, I'm just really interested. Like, right. where's the threshold? That's really funny. Like, if I'm at my car and they drop out of the back of my car, would you mm. give me a new one? And Probably not. I don't, yeah, I, I forget what they said, but I had a real conversation with the guy. And he was like, I think if you're in our parking lot and they're in the basket, you know, yeah. we were just dorking. He wasn't, oh you know, God, it was clear it. that we were kind of just dorking out about it, but. He didn't get defensive. Like, no, lady, no, no. I just gave you these. Not at all. I was like, I'm actually interested in that, in the, in the blueberry replenishment threshold there. I love that replenishment threshold. <laughs> I'm all over really the place today. You did geek out. You know, I know we were all over, and I was like, "What?" Are, we had a topic, but I was like, "I feel like I want to mention how yeah. last week." Do it. Um. So we had our podcast last week, and I was talking with Lee this weekend, and he he's like, "It was really hard for me to listen. I had to turn it off because mm. he's like, it didn't feel authentic." You yeah, for you, for, yeah. it didn't feel authentic. Yeah, he said I wasn't being authentic. Right, which is. Usually he when he listens, he loves the podcast. He feels really excited about just like the shared vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um and it, it was such a yeah, it was like it was really powerful to hear mm-hmm. those words from somebody who yeah, knows but... me so intimately. And and I luckily was able to meet it with such curiosity. I think I mean there was a sting for sure. Um and I was like, I couldn't remember exactly what we'd spoken about. So I was like, luckily, I think that helped me not get defensive. Yeah. Because I was like, what was inauthentic? And so I went to the beach <laughs> and listened. And I was like, thank you. I was like, you know, can you share more? How? And he's, he's oh, that was, he shared about the, the grain of sand. He's like, you were talking about the grain of sand mm. and about how you have, you know, dismantled everything from before. And, you know, now we're co-creating. And he's like, that doesn't feel true. He's like, mm. we're in patterns. And it's like, it sounds like you're speaking about the relationship you want and not the Mm. relationship you have, Mm. which is also feels true. I think that is what we are doing here in Infinite Relating. And we're like, this, these are the principles that are going to guide us to the relationships that we want to have. This is, this is what I believe in when I feel into how I want to be connecting with myself and with the world. And I am, and the reason it's hard, the reason it's hard for all of us, again, is because of these old patterns, because Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I know these ideas and I'm practicing and I'm reaching out to community and reaching out to you. And also my my body, my nervous system is, is gonna is acting in ways that are like, This is familiar, this is how we save ourselves, this is how we keep ourselves safe. Right. And we um Lee and I have been talking about like I really have we have really have been in a codependent pattern. Mm-hmm. And um it's incredibly humbling. Like yeah. I, I kind of hate those words, but I've I've learned to embrace them the last couple of weeks. More just because I'm like, okay, yeah. What is this pattern? How am I? How am I stepping away from myself? Yeah. Where did I lose myself? Um, yeah. And so it's been a really interesting inquiry of like, yeah, we, we, we have these moments, or I have these moments where I'm like, oh my god, I'm a fraud. I'm not an infant relator because mm-hmm. I'm doing this thing. But yeah. I think the whole point is we're no, <clears throat> nobody's doing this perfectly. Yeah. And every relationship we have is an opportunity to kind of practice different elements. And some are easier and some are more triggering. And um, for Lee and I, it's been... Um, he has definitely triggered me more than any relationship I've been in a long time because I've been open. I've been more open. This has right. been the deepest connection. And so um, I, I, like, got my... I, like, listened to the podcast. I, like, felt into that. And I got 
the I got my journal out and I wrote down the 10 principles of infinite relating yes. so I'm like oh my god I haven't been using these yes. like where I love that where did I use where did I lose these yeah. and I guess that does kind of bring us to what we were thinking about talking about today is is the notion of like the, 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 the I think the biggest most like foundational one that keep we keep coming back to is return to self yes and that was that's it I can feel there was this moment in the relationship because um and this is where I get really well. So I went back and read like all of our texts from the last like six months. Cause I'm like, where did I get lost? Like where, yeah. when did that shift happen? And I had like an idea of it, but I was like, what tripped me up? Like what made me go outside of my experience into caretaking and managing yeah. his? Um, and, and I went through that and then I wrote down like the 10 principles and I was like, okay, return. I could like feel like there was a moment where he just started to pull away. Um, we definitely have a little bit of anxious avoidant dynamic um in history and so he just pulled away and it was not I don't even think it was like I mean it was significant enough and then from that moment on I like clung in Mm. and I was like I'm gonna get us back to where we were remember things were so good last week (gasps) don't worry I've got it I'm gonna get us there and so it was like and so it was like over and over again of me leaning in and like and if I'm leaning in he's got nowhere to go he can't Mm -hmm. lean back I've taken up all the space but it was just and they're and it's, I think it's, it's easy to miss it because it's not, it doesn't color all of my behavior and the patterns aren't as thick as they were like in yeah. my previous relationship. We don't have all the same dynamics. Um, but, it, but I was out of my experience enough in the last several months that it's just allowed this pattern that feels really shitty. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I really appreciate getting to witness that and to feel, you know, getting to be on the outside kind of observing this experience for you, for both of you and recognizing so many things, but like you're saying how the principles of infinite relating apply, like having that goal, that goal is so common to, in my experience of talking with people, working with couples where it's like, it was good. And I want to get back to that. Yeah. And how like that you can't ever get back to that. You can get somewhere even better, but you yeah. can't go back to that. Somewhere new and yummy. Yeah. Sound, but yeah, there's no... There's no going back. No, we're not the same people th- no. that we were. And, and that's just not how time works. <laughs> you don't go back. Right. And so, yeah, I feel like there's a... Anytime we have that goal, like even if the goal is very positive, I think that's such a great example oh, right. of like, you know, those best intentions of, I just want to help our relationship. I want to make it better. I want to support my partner. You know, all these like right. very wonderful seeming and wonderful, you know, the, the pure kernel of them, if that, if that were true, mm-hmm. is really beautiful. Like right. I want a really amazing relationship with, with someone I care about. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Um, but I think like there's, there's then from that pure kernel, right. We layer on like the attachment and the story and yeah. the, expectation and the goal of like this is what it has to look like and I'm gonna get us there and and there's even like a heroic element that's very it's seductive for me Mm. when I get into that space it's like I will right save this marriage you know it's like well I mean I'm an infinite relator I have so many tools I can totally save it (laughs) (laughs) oh that's great right oh my god yeah like if I yeah yeah I am the person for this job right uh yeah and just realizing like how being in that kind of energy just really distorts reality. Yeah. Like it's been distorting reality for me. And like, instead of being present with my experience in each moment, um, I mean, which it's, I'm not saying like, this is not all or nothing. like, we still have, I'm, that's, I think the confusing part is like, we do connect in such beautiful ways. Right. We do have so much like authenticity and transparency. You have so great sex. We have really great sex. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the only thing that is great, but that is really, really great. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it so that was that's what makes it confusing because it's not all. I think my past, like my marriage, was like all codependent and dysfunctional, mm-hmm. and there was dysfunctional on so many layers, layers and so many patterns. So it was easier to kind of be like, yeah, this is fucked up. Right. Let's try it again for another ten years. Maybe it'll get better. Who knows? But yeah. it did not. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but this is not as cut and dry. It's not as binary. Like there's so many things that we do well. There's so many ways that we love each other yeah. well, and yet there's these patterns. And so like that was the thing I was like. I was going through, uh, I was just going through the messages and like going through the the history. I was like, how do I detangle like authentic love and connection with my mm-hmm. caretaking codependency? Mm-hmm. It's like, cause I, I don't, I, I want to, I want to like find those nuances and like kind of yeah. free myself from that. And really, I think what I'm finding, um, 
as I do, as I journal and like I said, work on the 10 principles is like, um, the most important thing is staying connected to my experience in each moment. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I feeling now? What is the story about what I'm feeling now? Yeah. Where is this going? Yes. What does this mean about the relationship or the yes. dynamic that we're in? Cause that is really seductive. Thought. Right. I mean, and I've been in such like, a, I want to fix it mode. Right. Um, and so like, these are all my strategies for what we're going to do. And maybe it means we're going to change the dynamic of the relationship. And I'm like, okay, I have to do, I have to decide. And then I have to do it. And that's what we're going to do. And right. we're just going to be friends now. And that, then things are going to be great. Yeah. And, and then I guess it's a interesting, it could be an interesting thought exercise. It's been helpful, but, but most, the most important thing is like, I, those big decisions, even if I made a big decision, it doesn't necessarily mean that thing is going to happen because it's mm-hmm. more about the story. Right. And really it's about what what do I want to feel in each moment? What do I, what type of experiences do I want to cultivate and how can I do that with my own presence and connection with self? Yeah. And then that, that will guide right. where we go, which exactly. is how we ended up in partnership in the first place. We were just kind of like look back and we're like, oh shit, we're, yeah. we're partners this now. This is what's happening. This is what's happening. Yep. We didn't decide, you know, oh, we're going to be partners, and so now we're going to do these things. Right. And so now I'm kind of going backwards and being like, okay, let go of the story, let go of the the label, Yeah. and just come back to like, okay, this, yeah. is, how, this is how I want to feel, this is how I want to show up. In order to do that, I have to return to self more than anything. Yeah. Right, and that's what we, and we all do. We all do. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. talk, we joke about this all the time that like that's nearly always the remedy it's... for any issue that we're having. Totally, <laughs> it's just coming back to myself and focusing on myself. And I guess that's an interesting question to explore: is like, what does it mean to come back to ourselves? Like, how do we actually do that? And yeah. I think this brings me to a thought around a friend of mine who who listens to the podcast um, texted me and was like, "What's." Is, is infinite relating basically relationship anarchy? Mm. And I told them at first, yeah, like it was relationship anarchy. And we were like, that is such a horrible name. It doesn't yeah. feel oh my gosh, I resonant with us. And it, like, we need a better brand right, know, right, for RA, which is a wonderful practice. I really resonate with the principles of relationship anarchy, which are very similar in that, you know, the, the rules, the typical rules are off the table and the typical shoulds of well, if you're in a partnership, you should live together, you should get married, you should share finances, or you shouldn't share finances, or you shouldn't get married, you know, whatever right, the rules are. Exactly. And, you know, what I told them was like, yes, it's born out of very similar principles, but it's evolved to be something to me that is much more spiritual. Mm, and, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not like a religious sort of God-believing person, but I do feel like a spiritual person. And I think it feels like psychedelically spiritual maybe is the way that I would talk about um, infinite relating and coming back to self because I think when I forget that I am a solitary unit that is very much a part of the whole, you know, of course, but that ultimately I am, you know, this, this selfhood in this body, like spinning through space out in the cosmos. I happen to be dropped on earth at this time in this form. I mean, it's so crazy. And when I lose touch with that, mm-hmm. I get fucked up in relationships. Like, I have yeah. to stay anchored, or I've noticed it helps me so much to stay anchored to that kind of psychedelic truth that, like, and just letting letting everyone fall away, even my children, you know, just letting things fall and just, like, coming back into that cocoon of myself, like, out spitting in space and just yeah. being, like, this is all I actually have. You know, this right. is all I actually have is this and this, like, kind of psychedelic connection to the universe <laughs> Yeah. And of course there's like human love and there's, you know, I'm looking at my, this stuffed unicorn <laughs> stuffed animal that's on my desk right now. Like, yeah, it's like, there's that too. But I think for me, yeah, like coming back to self, it often does entail some kind of trippy experience like yeah. that, where I really do deeply return to kind of the rock bottom truth of like, it's me it's the universe, higher power, however you want to think yeah. about that, um, humanity, whatever. And yeah, I do think that that kind of spirituality too of infinite relating in terms of like knowing when it's right. You know, this that's a very difficult thing to like teach someone about or to explain. But I remember early on in the podcast, we did an episode about when to label the relationship because I remember when Max and I hit a stage where we wanted to label it, you know, for the first several months, it was like, you're my something, (laughs) you know, like we're doing something. We don't know what we're doing, but we're doing something. Yeah. And then it became, it felt like time to 
to be like, no, I'm ready to actually talk about what we are today. Mm -hmm. And that can totally change, you know? And so I hear that in what you're saying too, where it's like on the, like in the pulse of like, we're apparently getting closer, but I don't even know, you know, whatever, but closer, farther, like this pulse, let's just say like on the, like, huh, maybe our relationship is transitioning in any direction. It's like, when do we talk about that? You know, and when is it, is there, is there a time and a place for this kind of more, a finality feeling of like, okay, I'm done. This is over, you know? Yeah. And I've been leaning towards no in that because that just doesn't feel as authentic for me yet. Right. And I think what I've been in this kind of psychedelic selfhood, maybe <laughs> we talked about this, that like, to me, my job is to just like be present with my own impulses and reactions and yeah values and like kind of just let myself move through life and let the people like let folks collect around me or not. And not that I don't consider my partner. Cause obviously I consider people I care about very, very deeply right. and I care about people very, very deeply. Um, but there's something about that, that like return to self to me is this like release of control, this release of other humans around me, this release of a timeline or release of time itself, you right, know, right. And kind of going into this state of selfhood. That's like, wait a minute, actually, this is just like, this is just all I have is me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I maybe have talked about the fact on here that my mom passed away when I was in my twenties and I rem- and I was with her when she died. And it was, so that was like the one of the biggest takeaways for me was like, you go in alone and you come, you go out alone. Like, right. even if you're, if we, I was holding her hand, like people were there, but like she had to do that on her own. Right. You know, you can be supported, but you got to do it on your own. And yeah, not in any weird individualistic way, but right. yeah, that like feels a, like an, a, like a self love, a going inward mm-hmm. back to like, oh, this yes. is, this is the person who's been with me this whole journey. Right. They're going to be with me. Like, right. this is, it's, yeah, they're the only like do or die themselves. Right. Yeah. And, and, and trusting, I mean, cause it's so easy to, I mean, I, I adore Lee. This is the best, most yeah. amazing relationship I've ever had. And so there is a part where like, like I want to be in the awe that I want to be in the light of it. And, and also acknowledging like it, part of, part of why this or any relationship is so beautiful and so great is because I am allowed to really be myself. Mm. And so it's in order for it to continue to be beautiful in whatever form it is, I have to, I have to commit to myself. Like I have to, and, and just like noticing that, like, this week that I started connecting to myself in ways that I didn't even realize that mm-hmm. I had lost. Yeah. Right. Like that, like you said, almost like a psychedelic relationship with selfhood. Yeah. Um, I started journaling again. I spent, you know, hours at the beach, um, with just like medicine and contemplation and I'm being alone and just like, Oh, here I am. Like I started, um, running my mala and meditating and connect, like listening to Ram Dass and like all of these things. And I was like, these are an important part of how I find my way like back to like my deep yeah, core. Totally. And how do I even like, and that's like, I think where I got, you get lost. Like I got lost. It was like, I wasn't, I was like so excited and caught up in the, like the yummy usness, mm-hmm. which I want to have that, that, that accessibility. Yeah. But then I also, in order for me to have the type of relationship I want with Lee or anyone, my children, coworkers, any future partners, like I I have to have this relationship with myself that feels really good. Yeah. Right. And it makes me think back to our three-legged stool of like you, me, us and play. And that has some lights go off in my head too, about some other relationships that I'm in where, you know, just really, really tuning in with like what, yeah. What are, are those you, me, us legs of the three-legged stool even right now? Um, And do I, you know, do I have the bandwidth to make them even is also another thing. Like, because that's also, I think reality, like in terms of, um, I feel like all these things are such a privilege, you know, Absolutely. like having the resources and the time to look inward like this and to, that's yeah. I yeah, mean, I've I been mean, busy single mom right, this we've winter had in a new kids. way that yeah. has definitely made mm-hmm. it more challenging. So yeah, it makes sense that it just like, yeah. Yeah, you kind of let it drop off. And I'm yeah. like, oh, actually, this is 
This is essential. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that, that connection to self, yeah, to me does it, it, right. It feels like that when that leg is short of the stool, that, that usually for me is my biggest problem. Um, you know, like, and that one feels like it's, I don't know. I don't want to make any kind of rules about anything, but yeah, I don't know. I guess, I guess for me, I think that when I'm, when I'm unwilling to go within and actually like take care of myself, it's almost always because it's almost always like a caretaking reason. You know, it's almost always like if I go within, people will leave. That's like a huge oh, fear of mine. Right. You know, so that's like, why you won't go in. Yeah, yeah. Like if I, if I actually go inside and take care of myself and attend to me, the me in the yeah. relationship, you know, it's maybe just fears about like, I'm super weird, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I'm super non-traditional. Like it's really true. You know, like I'm a fucking weirdo when it comes to relationships and like Max and I, for some reason are both like similar weirdos so, yes, where fun shared weirdness yeah where like he can like we can both just be like i'm not i need i need some space like i i just want to i don't know like i want to go within or i'm not really that interested in hanging out this weekend or yeah you know, he wants to work on his table that he's really obsessed with and i hope i don't know you know how it's going i hope it's going well <laughs> but yeah he's obsessed with this table and like yeah there's like a similar just ability for both of us to just be like i'm gonna go in and i don't know when yeah. i'm coming out and i don't really know what i need to find even and yeah, for me, that's so important because I have so many stories attached to going inside that it's dangerous. Absolutely. You know? it's, it's selfish. Right. It's, it's selfish. Yeah. People think I'm an asshole. People think I'm abandoning them. Um, yeah, they'll leave. You know, right. if I go within and I, and I like am not ever present in their mind that they'll like drift away and, and putting all the effort and leaning and taking care of all the other relationships. Right. Yeah, those stories that... Yeah. Yeah, and I know, I, that, I think that was part of the authenticity, cha- like, too, that we t- you talked about last time on our last podcast. It was, like, you talked about how you and Max have that flow. Mm-hmm. And um, Lee and I have not had that much of a flow. We've gone into this more anxious pattern. Right. Um and that makes sense because like when we're apart, I wasn't. I was like, I would jump from like that relationship to managing the relationship with the kids and right. work, and like I was, I was just not tending to right to the self piece in the way. And it's 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 humbling because I, I felt like I was, yeah, like I thought I was, and like I wasn't completely self abandoned. I mean, there are some practices that I have there, but I just wasn't going to the depth of self mm-hmm. um, love and attunement that I needed to. And so, I get this way. It's like coming back to self is like how do I want to get out of this pattern? Yeah. And just like owning that, like it is, it is up to, this is my, this is my work. And like, whether I work on this for me and I, so that we can continue or whether I just work on it so that like any relationship I have going right. forward feels, feels good, feels connected, feels like yeah. what I want it to be. Like, I just, I feel really devoted mm to loving myself and like just like being aware of like okay this is where my patterns activate of course and just like that was I think that another piece that I've been speaking of this last week is I've been really owning the word broken I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm broken and not in a like shame way but just like a I've had things happen you know like the junior high thing or like the toxic marriage and and just like I it's like if I had if my heart had been broken my spirit had been broken and in these um and these old wounds, and if I had fallen off a house and had a broken leg, people would be understanding. They wouldn't be like, "Well, just get up and walk and brush it off, and you'll be fine." There, there would be there would be a pausing time. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I think I talked about this before. But when my heart has a broken leg, <laughs> I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. Cute. But I was like, you know, my my heart has a broken leg. There's a parts of me that are broken from these past past relationships, and I came up with some really effective tools to keep me safe. Right doesn't necessarily mean they are effective tools for having great relationships. Right. They're, they're, they're right. tools that got me here. And I'm right. so grateful that I could disassociate and shut down and do all the things that to keep myself safe. But I'm like, <clears throat> I want better tools because I want better experiences yeah. in life now. I, don't, I want more than just safety. Right. I want safety plus deep, beautiful, intimate connection yeah. with the people around me. Right. So it's like, so yeah, just being able to investigate and go in and go like, hey, yep, I have this pattern. I have this codependency pattern. I have this anxious attachment pattern. I have this associating pattern. Yeah. I have this pattern where I will go, I will lean in really hard and then I want to run away. Like there's all these right. different tools and it's like, okay, what, 
what else can I, like, what activates it and what else can I do here? Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think just, I like that you use the word experience because I think that because I'm, again, very geeky and uniquely <laughs> like meticulous about this stuff. Um, I know I'll find these words and I'm like, no, like, that <laughs> word is not right. Doesn't have the right energy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like we talked, I don't know if we actually talked about the hope thing on the podcast or oh, if that was just separate, I, but yeah, we did last. last okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I want a great relationship is a no for me, Yeah. but I want to have great experiences in my relationship you... is a total yes for right. me. Right. Cause a great relationship for me is an externalized thing that then it's just not about my, it's, it removes me too much from my experience. Yeah. And, I, and just similar to you, like instead of saying broken, I, I say I have distorted thinking. Yeah. You know, I go to Al-Anon, I'm open about that. And yeah, the deeper I go into that program and recognize, you know, we always say in Al-Anon, like you think you're there for the alcoholic, but you're actually there for yourself, you right. know, because you're the one who stayed with an alcoholic. Oh, thanks for that long. <laughs> And or were raised by alcoholics and didn't have a choice, you know, right. but there is a level of distorted thinking for me and for most of the people in that program that happens in that kind of environment. And that distorted thinking is, yeah, I've been, I've been start, I've been seeing it as something I'm just, I can't, I'm going to carry with me. I'm expecting to carry it for the rest of my life. Right. And that that's totally fine. You know, it's like, I'm totally good with that at this point. And what that means when I, own up to that I have distorted thought patterns codependent tendencies you know all this stuff is that I need to be really meticulous and in a very loving way you right. know and a very you know it's not like being I'm not an uptight person so it's not yeah. I'm not saying like it has to be like super uptight about it but right. like to just be careful and care you know care for myself in terms of catching those moments where it's like, I don't want a great relationship. I want great experiences in my relationship. Right. I want to feel, I want to feel like relaxed and actually enjoy myself inside of a relationship because that the quality of the experience to me is what's important now. Yeah. And that's, I feel like why infinite relating part of what was the spirit it was born in for both of us, or at least for me, but I think for both of yeah, us absolutely. is like, I am over focusing on the external, like I have the relationship but I'm not happy, you right, know, because we've done right, that. It's like, exactly. I have the marriage, I have the kids, I have the house, I have the partner. All the you markers know. of success. Right. That, yeah, but like having like, a great relationship isn't even some, isn't, there's, that's it's like not a, it's, it. It's a fake destination that doesn't actually exist. Totally. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I want to feel actually happy in my relationships. I want to feel relaxed in my yeah. relationships. Like being relaxed is like, mm. oh my God, that's that feels like such a core goal for me in a relationship yeah. to feel relaxed and to feel at ease. To you not, know? Yeah, just not have to be vigilant. Yeah, Ooh. to not have to be vigilant, to not feel like I'm working really hard and I have to work really hard. And Yeah. Yeah, and I think there's a, there's a quality for me that can be, I don't know, I mean, I haven't really thought this through yet, but I'm just feeling like some of these qualities are like a choice too. And some of them depend on like where I put myself, you know, and that's kind of this returning to self psychedelic self too, yes. is this experiment I've been doing since starting infinite relating, which is like, if I actually just let myself react appropriately and move towards things that feel good and away from things that don't, what happens, you know, like, right. how does it like, is that actually a way that I could successfully run my life and run my relationships where, and my connections where like, there is no, I don't have to like decide. It's just like, huh, I don't, that didn't feel good. So I'm yes. going to like and this go is, over here into myself and, and kind of self inquire and be trying to sort through this and yeah. like what's going on for me. This you is know. what you've been counseling me. I think even this week when yeah. I've been in this, and I, we didn't address this in a podcast. It was like skipping the step of accepting reality. Right. Right. Did, and then yeah. trying to like, and trying to fix it and trying to create action. And you've been in this place of reminder of like, I, there's no big declarations or decisions to be made. Like, right. I don't, we don't, I don't know what's going to happen next, right. but it's just like this continued commitment to like reconnect to my experience, to reconnect with what's happening in this moment. Right. Those other things will figure themselves out. Right. And like, if we can be in the curiosity of the unknown and just kind of like, I don't know where this is going, exactly. you know, I wonder what will happen next. Like we've gone here before uh -huh. and like the, like the letty, I can just like feel a weight being lifted off right? of me oh when I'm like, God, I, I don't have to feeling. figure out what this means. I don't have to figure out the story. Yep. I yep. don't have to figure out what this means for the dynamic of relationship and do we have to change or transition? Like none of that 
is actually like real. Right. And it doesn't help anything. <laughs> it doesn't help. It makes it it's miserable. It's like crazy anything. making. Yeah. It's crazy making. Yep. And so just coming oh back to like oh, moment by moment. Right. Day by day. Like what yeah. I, I'm like right. I'm doing Alan on through osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> afraid to go to the meeting. But it's but it's really been helpful. Like, yeah. Like those notions of like, yeah, it's just Right, like, you can just let that shit go. Yeah. It's incredible. It's an incredible thought. And every time I do it, I'm reignited with, like, what? You know, like, (laughs) when I catch myself going into those codependent patterns, you know, which for me is often, like, I'm abandoning someone, I'm being an asshole, they're mad at me, you know, I'm a bad person, or they'll go away and I need to effort to keep them close. Yes. Um, You know, these are, like, when I catch that and I just, like, come back to the psychedelic self and just, like, let it fall away. And I'm just like, wow, like, here I am being in line with my values. Some people won't like it. Sometimes I make mistakes. Yeah. I can apologize for my mistakes. I can do better next time. You know, I have, like, we're just as, you know, we're just as human as every single other freaking person on the planet. Every person on the planet is, like, equally wise, equally human, like, equally right. flawed like I really do feel that this is like has to be true for me to function <laughs> so right in my world is true because right. yeah otherwise there's like weird hierarchies and and you know there are hierarchies in terms of a social structure um and those are obviously important you right. know in terms of privilege and stuff but like from that pure state of of being um when I actually at least return to self and let those codependent patterns go and accept my selfhood and accept that other folks have have access to the same resources that I do like on a spiritual level um then then I'm able to think more like okay what do I actually want to do here you know and we were talking about time too and how time can really fuck me up and and my codependency trigger my codependency in a sense of like that something should be happening sooner, quicker than oh, it is, or slower yes. than it is. Or Especially the too notion fast, of urgency. I feel like urgency is such a warning. Yeah, totally. Which is interesting because I feel like I've been in urgency a lot. Mm-hmm. Like just about the idea of like, oh, you have to do something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like that's like such a great warning. Like when I when my system feels like I have to do something in a in a time right. matter, like that's when I'm off. Right. I'm yeah. Right. I'm off selfhood. Right. Right. And that sense of like external timing around like when how often you should communicate or when conversations should happen. Like, yeah, that, that one, that one I really can fuck myself up with too and can use to like do some behaviors that aren't in align with my yeah. highest truth, you know? And then, yeah. And then the, 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 the like gross part for me is that once I start acting out of alignment with my highest truth and I'm reaching over the line and I'm in this codependent thing where I'm doing it for them and I'm doing it so they still like me or so they don't think I'm a jerk or so, <laughs> you know, this person will stay close to me and not leave. Um, it just sucks. That's the whole thing. It just, it just sucks. sucks. It sucks to live. Yeah. Even if you have the person close to you, it sucks. Because you're contorting yourself. Yeah. And, you're taking, and that was like, that's one of the questions I think we, or statements we keep saying, maybe it's a question, that this week, like as we navigate things, we're like, what do you really want in this moment? Right. What do you really, and it's like, oh, yeah. oh, like if I let go of taking care of everybody else, or right. what things, or what direction things are going, or what the, like what, what do I want right here, right now? With like, yeah. That, that feels like such a powerful question. Oh my God. Yeah. And like one that I know for the longest time I couldn't answer authentically because I was in such a character. Like it just felt, it felt so selfish to even ask it. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I think like that it's, it's, it felt like it's been so relevant for so many of our processes in the last couple of weeks and it's really essential. Yeah. What do I want? Because that's where, (sighs) I mean, I, I am the only one who's gonna, who, who knows what my experience is, who, right. you know, decides if this is the, the experience that I want to be having. And, and I only, I want, I want people to be meeting me and they're yeah, what they want. Totally. Yeah. And it's like such a brave act. I mean, I can really feel this in my system right now. Like the bravery of, you know, like me believing my version of the truth, which is just, you know, mine and yeah. everyone has their own thing, which I really, really respect and honor. Um, but which is that like, it is far 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 less kind for me to be loyal to someone when I no longer want to be but to do it so that I maintain the relationship and we're still together and you know I don't have to upset people or whatever and I think that that's like to really 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 believe that 
Um, you know, I think some of these things, and we talk about this all the time, they're really easy. It's, I don't know if easy to say is the word, but it's one thing to say, like, yeah, yeah, of course. And then it's another thing to really be in that situation and be, like, sweating and be like, okay, like, this yeah. feels like against, you know, like, I'm not supposed to do this. You know, I'm going to get kicked out of the tribe. Like, I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to have violence, you know, enacted against me because mm. some of those things, you know, happened in the past or we have those primal triggers around yeah. codependency. Like, we're codependent. It's a survival mechanism. It's, like, yeah, it 100% is a survival mechanism and it's trying to prevent ostracization. Yeah, violence. Yeah, rejection, you know, abandonment, violence. Totally. Yeah, all of those. So it's a really strong force to be, like, wrestling with you know to be undoing that and to make these choices and I think it's also one of the things I really liked in our text communication over the last week was at some point I told you like I want to I want to do I want to be in line with my values and move with what's you know right for me authentic for me what feels in integrity for me and then like let the chips fall yeah where they may and I was like, that's the only place I want chips. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, I only want I chips like, to be where they the fall. Chip, what chips are you talking about? It was really cute. I was like, I don't want chips any other place. Like, I don't <laughs> want to be throwing the chips anymore. I don't want to be, like, arranging the chips. Oh, my God. I, wanted, I want them to, like, fall in the pattern that, like, matches my soul. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's so beautiful. And it's like, wow, that so inspires me. And then when I'm doing it, I'm like, fuck, this is hard. It's so scary. It's scary. It so I feel like a dick. I'm just yes. like, is this even okay? Like, is anyone going to want to hang out with me if this is what I'm doing? Like, right. am I just like being inconsiderate or it's just like, it's really hard. It's like fighting that programming and really like, yeah, being willing, but it's like, I'm giving it a go because I've done the other one so much Yes, and it's, it's gross, you know? And so that's also something that I think is helpful to remind each other of and remind myself of is that if there were a better option, then we would talk about that. Right. <laughs> if there was like a carefully orchestrated, like no one gets hurt and this is all neat and tidy and it's perfect. Just and like everyone's perfect happy. 20 steps in this order. Exactly. Like if that existed, I mean, then write us and tell us because I don't know about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that version that's like, oh, this works. You know, right. this, this level, this type of control works and that type of control will prevent anyone from being hurt, anyone from having feelings. <sighs> I'll just feel like masterful the whole time right. and we'll live happily ever after. I think that's how you start a cult. Yeah. It feels like. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I, I would be oh, very amazing. open to joining your cult. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I mean, I, I love a good cult anyways, but I feel oh like a best the perfect one. Range of cult. Yeah, the sauce cult. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, yeah. well, yeah. Yeah, that's... It's, I, I appreciate that we're just acknowledging how difficult this is yes. and how it's a continual process of refinement, a continual process of self-compassion right? and catching ourselves and recalibrating over yeah. and over and over again. And, yeah. and I feel like there was even a period where Lee and I were like, oh, wow, we did that anxious avoidant thing. Well, uh, we did such a good job catching ourselves and moving mm, out of it. You know, yeah. like there was this moment of like self-congratulation and it did. It felt, it felt great that we were able to kind of find awareness, but it, but then we like, you know, there, then there's the next thing. It's like, yeah. what's the, you know, like this is, it's going to, it took so many years of practicing doing it the old way. Yeah. It's going to take practice with our nervous system of doing totally. it this new way. Mm-hmm. And it might be terrifying every step of the way. Yeah. yeah, it feels like there's a lot to lose. Yeah. When we're talking about connections with others or yeah. others' opinions of us or yes. the, like how our, yeah, who we are projected in the world, that, yeah. that can feel really... Yeah. Scary and dangerous. And I feel like even too, it's like, I'm at this stage where it's like, you know, when I was younger and I was like redefining myself all the time, but it's like, now I have a family and I have a career and I have right. an identity. It's like, right. it a does feel like a community. Yeah. It does feel like there's so much more at stake yeah. to me. But the most, the biggest thing that is at stake is, is my, my experience. This right. is like my one, my one chance in this body. Totally. Yep. I want it to be good. Yeah. At least, you know. I mean, I want it to be good. I want it to be high sensation sometimes, yeah. which is not exactly <laughs> good, but... Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I think that is when... And all this, I want to also acknowledge, like we were saying, it's a privilege to be able to, you know, create the time to examine these things. Yeah. And I think that's something I've been noticing as I've been working at my, my jobby job a lot, <laughs> which has been something I've really, that feels in my integrity, but it's very different for me because I'm not like a nine to five worker. And now I'm like an eight thirty to six thirty worker a couple days a week. Mm-hmm. And then a half time because of other commitments. But, um, 
yeah, it's been a lot to just be like, wow, work full time, you know, basically solo parent, um, all these other, you know, I have a kind of like manage a household and yeah, just like really recognizing like it's, it takes time for me to go within myself and carve out those spaces to discover what my values are, you know, right. so that I can move in line with them and so that I can examine a situation that happened that felt funky maybe and really look at like, yeah, where, where did I, like, what happened for me there? Yes. You know, what is my truth? Like, where did I maybe act in ways that I wasn't thrilled with? And where did I? Where is it like, you know, that person's having their reaction, but I feel actually really good about my behavior right now mm. with that. So I'm going to just let that be okay. Yeah. Because that's another Al-Anon thing <laughs> is we talk about, like, you never apologize for other people's feelings. You only apologize for your actions. And that for your behaviors. So like, it's so important that I can take responsibility for where I felt out of alignment with my integrity. And sometimes people don't even notice. Like I've done that before and people are like, I didn't even notice what you picked, what you were saying. I forgot. And people have done that with me. They're like, Hey, when I said this the other day, you know, I realized I was upset and I was like, I don't even remember what you said. I didn't didn't even register. Isn't that interesting? And how great is that? Because that's not the point. The point is that they are catching their integrity breach and they're coming into alignment with their values. I'm catching mine. I'm coming into realignment with my values. And how, yeah, it's just not about, it's not about anyone else, but to bring it back to what I was saying, like that takes time. It takes time yes. and dedication and carving out that space to look inside and the bravery to look inside and to take the time to examine what's going on in a really authentic way. Thank you. I've, yeah. I'm feeling, I'm feeling the like grace in that. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. Our lives are busy and, and we keep making them busier and our, our culture wants us to be like, we value mm-hmm. busy. Yeah. So yeah, it can be really hard to prioritize or just find little pockets. Right. And it's worth it. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. When we can, yeah, when we can do those. And just oh, like, yeah. even like noticing, I think one thing that's been helpful, like just in my busy li- like life with working kids is like noticing it's, um, finding little pockets. It's like a t- attentional awareness. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, can get lost on social media yeah <laughs> I am human and and <laughs> but and so like this week I've been so I've been making the intention of like when I have like even 10 minutes I want to be put I want to put that on that attention onto something that's going to really mm. like um value me yeah, yeah or yeah it's going to help the poly memes and things Facebook group <laughs> is now my favorite it's like the only reason I am on Facebook these oh days or to talk about the sauce, right? It's February twenty fourth. Come, come, come. It's epic. It's so much poly fun. memes and things, though. It's just a group of like super kinky poly people, and it's all memes, and I, I love that. it. And I just scroll through them, and they're so funny. And some of them are stupid, and some of them are sexy. And I just like it's part of my like relax and unwind. It's like and a it guilty feels pleasure. Great. That's yeah, great. It's a total great. guilty that... pleasure. And then I send them to you. Yes, and I which I really appreciate. <laughs> I love them so much. That is fine. It's when I get real. I'm like an hour later. I'm like, what am I? You know? Yeah. yeah any of that. So it's just trying to trying to find those um, even small moments. Yeah. To just put my attention on what what is gonna. Um, Help me feel grounded and right. connected to self. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And just talking about this too brings me back to St. Patrick, who we haven't talked about in a little oh, bit. Yeah. And how his his initial statement to me when I reached out to him, when I was having like poly stuff going on with you with uh, Max and Shay and just going through, you know, clunkiness there and just feeling really confused, is he St. Patrick was like opening sentence of his twenty minute message, I which it. I love. I'm hearing a lot of edges being pushed and not a lot of resource. Mm. And that, I feel like it's one of those sentences that will like keep like, like Mobius stripping through my life, <laughs> like folding and unfolding and I'm seeing a new side of it and, and how often I will push an edge and not have the resources yeah. to actually do it and be under-resourced. And then I'm, I'm in reaction mode. I'm, I'm not, I don't have the resources to like pause and, you know, get support around something and think. And, you know, it's really been humbling to realize like my resources and my edge pushing have to match. And so if I'm pushing edges, I have to be resourcing myself. And if I can't resource myself because I don't have time, then I can't push as many edges. And really like making those 
endeavoring to have those two match by either upping the resource or lowering the edge pushing and is, I, is a thing. And you acknowledge that edge pushing might be something that seems kind of small. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. like that edge pushing can be so many things. Yeah. And oh, yeah. 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 So I feel like, yeah, I like to, I like to chase edges. I yeah, like that sensation. Me too. And sometimes, yeah, that makes I sense. I love it. But I don't, like, especially right now with, like, the work and my kid and my child's going through a little yeah. health issue and, like, yeah, just to ad- to admit to myself, to own my my resource level mm-hmm. and to actually do myself the kindness and the people I care about a kindness by being, right. like, I can't, I actually don't have the resources to push that edge right now because if I push that edge without resource, it's going to be messy, it's going to be drama, like, it's just, it's not going to be... Yeah, like, there is, like, to be at the edge, you know, I have to resource myself, so. I, yeah, I'm really, and I'm really feeling how so so much of this return to self isn't just, like, the self-inquiry, it's this, like, this compassion and grace. Mm, Like, that, just, like, starting there. Because this feel, like, acknowledging that just feels like such, Mm. like, an act of compassion and, like, setting up grace for, like, what you're going through. And I feel Mm. like that's, like, if you just start there. Yeah, totally. Even, like, for me, like, the story of, you know, being air finger quotes broken um for me that's an act of compassion for myself right okay here's where i'm starting with i've got things you know like yeah and that doesn't take that doesn't take a lot of time and energy it just it just takes that yeah (sighs) and i think that's when too like there is that self-love like you're saying of recognizing the resource I need to be in a certain type of connection is going to be different than yeah. the resource someone else needs based on my history, yeah. based on the fact that we're parents, right. you know, other external factors. Like there is a, there is a level of extra intentionality that I at least <clears throat> feel I need to put into my relationships and myself in relationship because of, yeah, my distorted thinking patterns and because of my history and because of, yeah, the the things that that ripple through my life and that will probably ripple through my life forever. Right. And maybe that seventh grade experience, <laughs> I don't know how much that ripples through my life anymore, but I think it does still. Um, yeah, I'm sure it does. And yeah. just there's a there's like an interesting balance for me between feeling like I can release my past and like I'm definitely more on that side of things like I didn't even look at my past to like five years ago or admit I had one or admit I had a childhood I was like why are we talking about childhood I don't like talking about any of that that door I don't need to it's over why would I you know because I think I had an ex-partner in the past who was really really into examining their past and was constantly like talking about childhood wounds and I was like dude like this is just you're like move on you know right so I know that there are that can be taken to the extreme just like the avoidance can be extreme but yeah, there is something about an acceptance of the fact that like these experiences we've had, whether we called them in or created them or they just happened to us, you know, yeah, like there is a ripple. They do ripple through life. And that's a part of my unique like fingerprint that I get to mm. work with in my life. And like accepting that to me has been like really great is, is part of that grace that like. I'm not trying to like heal my past. Like I don't even think that's a thing anymore. I don't know that I believe in healing the past. I think it's more like I'm going to work with my past. I'm going to accept my past and I'm going to come as a whole person, which includes that. Yeah. You know, it includes that. that. Yeah. And I, I, even I feel the need to like mention, I feel like our notion, especially in our culture of this like strong, independent individual, Mm -hmm. I would say like whatever you think you need for resourcing, double it. Nice. You know, yeah, I think we just, totally. we're under-resourced, we're under-communityed, <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but like yeah. we, like I think of like where I am now, and I am, I am okay because I have you every day. I know. I know, we have like a whole queen thread. I, I like know. I have like, you know, I have, yeah, we have like three best friends, and then, and then other layers of people that I talk about this all the time, I have dance, I have the beach, I have Ram yeah. Das, I have, like, yeah, I need Poly to be, memes and things. Poly memes and things. <laughs> I need to be resourced in so, uh, so many ways, and yeah. I and this is very new practice for me. I yes. was so solo and and alone with with so like, and I couldn't. I just didn't have the resources to heal and deal with yeah. this stuff. And so, yeah. I think it's a really, um, again, it's like it's like a compassionate practice to mm-hmm. resource yourself and then resource resource yourself more. It's hard to say yeah. fast. Yeah, um, yeah. Find uh, and find like find like different ways of doing Mm -hmm. it and I even know 
like who which friend I'm gonna go to and which perspective I'm gonna get and like, right. I know if I come to bed I better be ready <laughs> to hear hard truths <laughs> you know like it's 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 so <laughs> I'm very lucky I get some really good coaching yeah. but yeah that it's so like having and then yeah and then there's somebody else I might go to and I'm like okay I'm gonna start soft yeah and then when I'm ready to like really do the work yeah. you know like examine it it's yeah. so true yeah yeah I do have friends too that I yeah, with you, it's like my my tell all. You know, I just like tell you everything, and I, I know that I'm gonna it. get like a very neutral reaction from you, which I really like. Like, you aren't. You will never be like, oh my god, that asshole. You know, which <laughs> no. I really appreciate because then I feel safe and like sharing everything that's going on for me because I know I'm gonna get acceptance from you, presence, mm. like isness. It's yeah. like the best. Yeah. And then I have other friends that I go to that are more polarizing. But sometimes I want sometimes that. Sometimes you want yeah. that. Yeah. And they're just going to yeah. be like, oh, that sounds so hard. <laughs> right. Like, I want to validate how hard that is for you. And I'm like, thank you. It right. Is hard. Totally. And not that we don't validate each other, but we, yeah, it's we're more different... on this, like, quest for truth yeah. together. Yeah. You know, so exactly. it's like a different... Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know there's even mo- messages where you're like, I don't know if you want this. Should I say this? Ah, I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Just trust. And I'm like, yes, give it all to me. It's like, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. <laughs> and maybe we'll send a meme and it'll be... Right. Or maybe a sweet Al-Anon quote that is actually... Uh, the Destroys side. your soul. <laughs> in a really loving, yeah. authentic way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, great. Mm. Great. Thank you. everywhere. I love this. I'm yeah, glad we're still doing it. Neat. Ugh, I need it. All ten principles. I know. <laughs> I know. And this is for us, too. You know? Yeah, like these, absolutely. Like, having this commitment of doing this podcast once a week has been, like, life-changing. Because we... Yeah, we show up even when we're going through difficult things in our lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. reach out. Share with us because we're all learning together. We yeah. have our Facebook group, Infinite Relating Podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you see us in community because we, we have a really sweet community I know listeners. I know it's really wonderful to to know that like friends are friends you know oh, benefit from yeah, this yeah and it's... we're all doing this work together mm-hmm. alright all right, love ya bye thanks for listening to the show hang out with us more at infinite love and stay infinite